This week's episode of Here's Now Get is brought to you in part by The Doors. The Doors, who wrote one of the greatest ending songs of all time. back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday Network, and the only formerly international podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tab Burton. With me today, as always, my friend and your favorite co-host, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. Been a, uh, been a busy week. Um, and then it next has. week is, is not looking any better. Dealing with a group coming into nice. our theater who has not done anything to prepare any of their materials for getting the <laughs> show done. Uh, we had what I can only ascertain was their first production meeting on Sunday. Today, we're recording on Tuesday the 23rd. We had this meeting on Sunday the 21st, and the show loads in on the 29th. And we asked, we're asking all these questions about, you know, the logistics of getting the show to work. And all the answers were, oh, I, I don't know. Like, how the fuck do you not know? It's your job to know. You need to know these things. We need, like, a lot of this stuff we should have had months ago, but you guys just keep mm-hmm. fucking up. And so we're just like, we're trapped dealing with these people. And because of agreements made in the past, and it's like we really got to end, like nip this shit in the bud right away. Get these fucking yeah. people out of here. Is it? Is it a symptom of like the thing that uh, a lot of people have noticed, like this year so far? In so far that there's a lot of new people going around, and like a lot of like um, first timers or like people that have been like shoved in willy nilly be- because someone else you know had to exit or quit. Is it a mix of that? Um, you would think that, but it's not. They've kind of always operated like this and just assumed huh. that uh, they would their stuff would happen because the person who had my job before was very kind. And so he would just hop in and, and fix things for them. I'm not that kind yeah. of person. Uh, I mean, it comes <laughs> down to like my philosophy in, in audio engineering. I get this a lot. People will be like, oh, make sure we sound good. My job is not to make you sound good. My job is to make you audible. As a, as a sound guy, mm-hmm. so if you sound bad, that is the sound that's going out into the the world. Uh, it's your job yeah. to make you sound good. That's the same way I'm about like theater stuff. I'm or, or just anything. I'm doing my part is to to give you this amount of of work to make you what you're doing successful. If you're not going to meet me halfway, yeah. I'm not fucking meeting you three quarters of the way. And so they're going to get like this rude awakening when they start to be like, Oh, can't you handle that? No, no, I can't fucking handle it. Partially because we're understaffed right now. And partially because it's not my fucking responsibility. And so the production manager and I are basically exactly on the same page. And you know, my, my, the solution that I would like to see is for them to just be like, you're out of here, you're done. But I don't think that'll ever happen, which is unfortunate. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's been a extremely frustrating th- aspect of the last couple of days. So, uh, what about you, Tim? What have you had going on? Uh, a lot of shows. I think I had one day off. I've had one day off. Yeah, yeah. they're starting to lean on you heavy. 
You must be doing yeah. something right. Well, there's they're starting to lean on everyone heavy. Ah. Put it that way. Uh, one of the um, uh, dispatcher guys was at the show yesterday. Like literally, he he showed up like not mm-hmm. as a hand, but to, he showed up to poach people for another call. <laughs> for another call. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I thought I thought it was pretty funny. It, it's yeah. I'm I'm. I talked to my my old assistant when I was there. Uh, the mm-hmm. last time I was in Tulsa, he and I met up and had some drinks and talked about things. And um, like, there's just there's I don't I don't feel like there's hope. But it's funny. It's funny because no. so now I'm out here in St. Louis, right? I'm talking to people who do the same kind of stuff in a different city. Like, yeah, yeah we were 35 people short this last show. We've been we're usually about 10 or 15 short. And I was like. Uh, I'm, I was usually like one or two short, you know, and, and they'd be like, how, how is that even possible? Oh my God. I don't know how, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what worked and what didn't, but something we were doing was yeah. working. So every one of those motherfuckers that come in there and be like, what do you mean? We're five people short. Like, yeah, welcome to the fucking rest of the country where you're regularly 10 or 15 people short. Fucking blow me. Wow. And you know this. You're just fucking trying to get me to be like, yeah. oh, well, we give you a disc. Get fucked to death. That's that's the craziest part is uh, is not just that, but uh, the way like big shows operate. We were, someone was someone brought it up uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, how uh, like hands are hands you go like a couple hours north of us and hands are getting paid mm-hmm. double but so is the like venue yeah. and everything right and so you come down here and it's you're getting everything for half you're getting the same thing for half price and you still have the audacity to go after who's ever doing the uh you know uh invoicing and being like hey can we skim off a couple bucks over this guy's yeah. paycheck or can we get something here no our, our rates are obscenely low and our work quality was, I mean, people know Tulsa's stage hands. Like they know they changed their writers coming into Tulsa to be like, oh yeah, we don't need to start at five in the morning. We can start at seven and we'll be done. But they have to start at seven in the, at five in the morning all across the country because the riggers and other, other locals suck ass and can't hang a show, <laughs> show in two hours and yeah. like and they they're they know that they're going to be short and they're going to they're going to have all these problems and those problems don't happen in Tulsa I don't know why I don't have an answer to that I never figured it out but all I know is that as far as things went we got, I got a lot of flack for something that was nationwide and we were doing way better on than most people so yeah, it's funny to like have those things confirmed after the fact, and um, like I, I the real the real thing that they should do out down there in Tulsa is start telling people no. Like there are, there are groups that need to be told no. ORU yeah. needs to not not have work happen at it. <laughs> I still haven't paid <laughs> April fucking first. I still have not been paid for a four hour call on April first. It's ridiculous. Fuck those people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a new accounting person, and they didn't know that they have to pay invoices. What the fuck do you think you have to do with them? Did you use them as Kleenex while you jerk off, you stupid cunt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, speaking of stupid cunts, there's a new Twitter account called Clamoring Carl that's taking screenshots uh-huh. of the WATP Discord, and uh, 
I, I figured out that they're just going into the search function and typing in the word retard, faggot, the N word, like they're searching keywords yeah, yeah. so that they're, they're abandoning, abandoning, um, the context going on. So I've just been posting yes. these like long screeds about how stuttering John is a faggot and a retard and his kids are worthless because <laughs> they're just searching those couple of key terms and they keep screenshotting them and putting them up on the Twitter. And then, and then stuttering John retweets them. It's like, and that's fucking stuttering John doing that. And yeah, so, it uh, it's been so much fun to see those posts get thrown up there. Cause it's in Carl's discord. I'm tab from HWIDG and I'm waiting for him to figure <laughs> out what that means. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that may, maybe he can, I, I here's my goal. Like I want to get lol. I want to be in the, the WATP lawsuit. How can, how can that be? Like I'm the only guy who would be in the yeah, original yeah. and the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, it would, it's a, it's yeah. a be lawsuit two, um, morning yes. DJ Boogaloo. Yeah. 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 It's oh shit. I, I've been having so much fun with that because then I'll post like this long screed. That's like, Staring John's a retard faggot. And then right below it, I'll post like th- this guy is going to search this and this is the all- only thing he's going to see. And I'll like post a more detailed <laughs> yeah. and none of that shit ever makes it in because it doesn't not. have no. those keywords in it. And also here's yeah. the most disturbing part, Tim. This is the most, the single most disgusting part of, uh, of these screenshots, Tim. They're mm-hmm. in light mode. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's no. Only, uh, only sociopaths use like, I just figured out that I can make people's comments show up on the stream. What a, what a perfect time to do, to figure that out. I'm so good at this. Holy shit. I'm good at this. (laughs) (laughs) 10. It's it's all been a disaster uh, up until this point. So, (laughs) you know, whatever. Anyway, well, Tim, are you ready to hop into some issues? What is your first issue this week? So speaking of shows, uh, here's what I don't get. Doing too much. Yeah. I was on a show this week for a band I've never heard of. Never heard a song by them. Uh, couldn't, couldn't tell you what they looked like. Couldn't tell you what kind of music they played. All I know is that they had the stage set up of someone whose music you do know. And I don't mean a specific person. I just mean in general, someone's who, who, who everyone's whose music, who, uh, everyone knows their music. They have that stage set up. It was this, they had the humongous, you know, arena stage. And then they had two thrusts on each side, uh, coming off and then ramping down and then going into a half diamond and meeting at the middle. God damn. And all the thrust, section was uh double layered not just not just <laughs> it wasn't just the decking it was it was double decking bottom and top oh my god and guess who got to be a carpenter you? on that show uh, yeah <laughs> sucks to be low man on the totem uh, pole it does doesn't it um and then uh, a couple days ago all right same venue a band most people, I was maybe not most people, but at least a lot of people have heard of played. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought with them three trucks who, and I heard that those trucks weren't even like packed. Yeah. packed. 
and they their setup was the stage speakers and I think three like three trusses of yeah. light. Because when you're like a real musician that plays real music, you don't need all uh-huh. that show. Uh, now I don't of know. Course not. I don't know what any, everyone's opinion of Jack White is, but Jack White, uh-huh. you know, you did his show as my last show in Tulsa. Yeah. Basically, it was you know a little band set up, some some light trusses. I think there was a video wall, and and that was yep. it. Like, it, and it, but but and he but, stood still and played the guitar. Like that was that was the show. But then you yeah. see these ones <laughs> like Justin Bieber, where they've got all trucks full of extra dancers, and the whole everything's a fucking lighting lighting wall, and mm-hmm. they got props that come in and go out and all this shit, and it's just like all this production to hide the fact that nobody has any talent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the more dancers you have, the less yeah. talent. I mean, have. look at uh, when Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube were out there, right? It was just, it was a house stage. It was a small stage. Mm-hmm. They had mm-hmm. a picnic table on there for Snoop Dogg to sit on. They had a DJ stand yeah. for the DJ to to play their beats. And then they had microphones and monitors. And, and they had a projection screen to put content on. Yeah. And they just went out there. They sold out two nights in a row two in a 20,000 yeah. seat arena. <laughs> And everybody had a great time. Why? Because yep. they put on they put on a show that doesn't need a bunch of like bling. And you, sure, they had strippers, but you oh, know that's course, yeah. that's more in the culture. They didn't, and they that's, and they had that, those yeah, are stage they hired, props. They are stage rest. They hired local strippers. It wasn't <laughs> like they were touring strippers with them. They're just like they called up night trips yeah. or whatever. And the, hey, we need four strippers for Snoop Dogg. Who's available? And, yeah. Give me the the eggs and legs special. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some of those famous strip club and, eggs. And yeah, like I don't understand why. I I do I do understand why these shows need all that shit. It's big. yeah. I mean, it's contractually obligated. Like like, hey, we you've got two million to spend on yeah. your stage show. And and there are ones like Russia's final concert. I'm sure that was a huge ordeal. I'm sure there was a lot of trucks. There was a lot of stuff going on. There were a lot of moving parts in that set. The set didn't necessarily need to be there, but yeah, they were using the set to tell a story, which I've never seen yes. in a, in a concert before, even their prior concerts, right? They they had like interesting set designs but they were yeah, just trying yeah. to like set a mood or create an atmosphere. Whereas that, that final tour, the set was telling the story of the band as you watch the show, which was really, really cool. Um, you yeah. don't really see that with, with groups. That's just, yeah, we have to, we hang up the kiss nation banners because we always hang up the kiss nation banners. Now, of course they're uh, 80 feet above the stage where absolutely nobody can see them and nobody knows that they're there, <laughs> but we had to go through the, 20 minute process of hanging those fucking things. Why don't we just not do that? But then they'll never learn. Yeah. This big band, it was, um, God, what's their name? The Lumineers. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah, The Lumineers. I think I had heard the name before out of context. Mm -hmm. Like, like have, I have no contact probably just from like seeing the, the billboard, um, outside the arena. Um, they had a, uh, a lift for the drummer. Like the drummer comes out, like he's actually doing something mm-hmm. in the show on a lift. Uh, what a uh, completely unnecessary. Uh, they had a, like a, like a VIP pit in the little diamond section. Yeah. So 
show wraps up. We go out to take down the barricades and uh, flip the subs and everything. And first of all, confetti. They were a confetti group, confetti. and it the floor was littered in it. I was it was pink and blue, and it was uh, just just terrible um, because that stuff gets. I mean, it gets everywhere. And in fact, uh, I had a guy, uh, uh, someone we worked with yesterday, uh, was looking at the Marley for the show I was on yesterday when the Marley cart came in and uh, found a piece of confetti, and was just like, God damn it, there's going to be confetti. <laughs> like sniffing it out as, as it's coming in. Yeah. Oh, I could smell it. Um, so there's like this VIP uh, diamond uh, pit section. And everyone is in there. Like the band is off the stage. They're still in there, like taking selfies, laying on the floor with all the confetti to like post on Instagram. Uh, it was it was the dumbest thing I had seen. I, in a long I cannot time. wait for the day of transporters because I'm going to be a mm-hmm. production manager on a tour, uh, like a live tour, and be like, at the end of the show, the audience will be beamed out to the nearest parking lot. Amazing. Ooh, just fucking gone. <laughs> Every fucking one of them just that would be and stand outside. The best. What the fuck? Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) What you need then is then you need a warehouse with like stacks of flooring. So then you beam the flooring off to get rid of all the beer spills Mm -hmm. and everything and just beam a new floor on. I I mean, I would just phase of the floor or just, yeah, yeah. melt everything that's out there. Yep. Uh, Great idea. Yeah. These tours, man, they just, they pack as much shit in as they possibly can and, I well, gotta wonder. I was how on much, a- like I said, how much do you really need? Now, sure, when we saw Weird Al, um, he needed a different lighting guy and a better sound guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he should have just hired me. I could have done both of those jobs simultaneously better than whoever was doing both of those jobs individually. Yes. Uh, and then I wouldn't yeah. hate him as I do right now. But like, th- it was he was literally sitting in a stool. He had the couple of other. Play, people playing with him standing around and they played songs and everybody yeah. but me had a great time. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen, I've seen those kinds of things before. Like I've even seen bands who have like a moderate amount of production that even still, you know, you go see sticks or are you a speedwagon or like the old eighties glam rock bands. And sure. They'll have a video wall. They'll blow a confetti thing. They're, they're up mm. and walking around like getting down with the crowd and, and that kind of shit, but they're not, they're not building out into the audience. They're not putting up tremendous amounts of like moving parts because at the end of the yeah. day, okay, your, your tour has uh, this huge diamond set. Well, you're, you're spending $60,000 on labor for every stop at, at minimum. You know, like we said, our yeah. prices in Tulsa are lower than the prices elsewhere. So you're spending $60,000 to stop on just labor. Then you have to transport all that shit in 24 trucks. Then you have to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're selling the same, the tickets for basically the same price that the Eagles are going into that arena. What do the Eagles have? 12 trucks worth of shit, some truss, mm-hmm. lighting, not much. And so where you're losing, you're losing money because your show's not as good because you have to spend way more money yeah. to make the garbage you're selling look attractive Instead of, you know, instead of a world where people with talent uh, are, are in, <laughs> in charge of things. Oh, they this, check out this dance move. They're doing dance moves in, in a TikTok. We should put them in a fucking arena concert for some reason. That's that's the craziest thing is uh, 
there used to be some modicum of like a road to yeah. popularity. Like, like sure, there were sure, sure there there were like there were instant stars, you know, twenty yeah. years ago. Um, but there used to be a, like a there used to be like a road you would go to, um, even uh, even like uh, just just as a like well I'm opening for a big exactly. band now right. Uh, except like now the like now the people that get like viral famous on their first single automatically go to open for bands in yes. arenas and not in you know not in small theaters actual yeah. small venues that, yeah that is exactly like you, you hear about the the people that are that we consider classics you know the Beatles Rush uh, any of the, the those groups from back in the day. And they did like they started out, they would play bars, then they'd work up to theaters. They got an agent who started booking them. They started opening for these people and they like worked their way up until, you know, yeah, we're on tour with, with kiss. I think rush was on tour with kiss and was opening for kiss. And yeah, yeah. that was when they finally started to take off and they started to get radio play. And then they got to do their own concert tours. Whereas now you, you make a, a viral TikTok or YouTube video. It, some you know Sony or BMI producers are like this. The kids love this. Let's yeah. They get, they put up a bunch more music videos to get people to like it. And they're like, all right, we're gonna send this fucker on tour. It's like, well, everything that this needs to go on tour is like twenty four backup dancers. Every one of those backup dancers has their demands for what they want, et cetera, et cetera. And so then it's like, well, now then we need staging for, and we need to be able to fill this gap while they change clothes and like all these pieces get added on because there's no building to a point and there's no talent involved. It's just like, yeah. Oh yeah. I auto tune myself. It's immediately mm -hmm. balls out. And so you end up just wasting everyone's time. That's the other thing about yeah. these concerts. Like, uh, you go to a lot of concerts, Tim, do you, yeah. when you like, do you remember anything about really about the concert you're going to after a week? Uh, the, the ones that stand out, you, See, you that's really remember. I mean, like I remember the rush concert and I don't remember every yeah. moment, but I just, I just remember no, being entertained by it. Right. But then, yeah. But then I also have similar memories of like when I saw crash test dummies in concert, it was a, it was a good concert. I remember seeing it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like I don't have, I can't like go rewatch it in my head and be entertained again the way I can with yeah. a movie. But I can listen to all that music in my head or even music videos. I can watch them in my head. Uh, whereas mm -hmm. like the, the concert's such a fleeting thing. I don't I don't understand yeah, why, it is very fleeting. why people are drawn to them. I mean, my stepmom just she she flew up. He, her, my sister and a friend flew from Tulsa, Oklahoma to St. Louis, Missouri, rented a car. Uh -huh. They flew up Saturday morning, rented a car. We had lunch. They went to a concert that evening. They flew out Sunday morning. Like, why yeah. didn't you just drive? It's yeah. <laughs> five hours and 15 minutes or something. It's not that. As opposed to, what is it's it? probably two an hour, hour flight? flight. Yeah, but then you have to do all the shit at the airport before and after. So yeah. you probably save half the time. Plus the cost of renting a car. I'm just like, this is so silly. And, and to see who, Tim? Kid Rock. Uh, this show is over. I no longer associate with you or any of your family members. 
<laughs> and that's been it for here's that. Oh boy. Well, that's a great issue, Tim. Here's what I don't get. Early 2000s shaky cam. I um mm. I watched I watched all of Better Call Saul this year. Uh, the final season started, and so I started watching the show, and then they did went on like a twelve week mid season hiatus for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. So I was pissed off about that, but I but I finished Better Call Saul, and I was like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch Better Call Saul. I've watched that all this year. I'm gonna watch rewatch all of Breaking Bad for only like the third. It's only the third time I've seen the, the series. And, uh, and then I'm going to watch El Camino and then I'm going to put a button on this and never watch any of this shit again. Cause I've said in the past, I said like, you could cut any, any of the scenes that don't have Jesse or Walt in them, just cut them right out of the show and the show will get 10 times better. And I was wrong about that. I say I'm changing my tune. Um, I, I, when I said that I was short sighted, I didn't really understand the complexity of what's going on in the series. What, uh-huh. what you, what you should really do is cut any scene out of breaking bad that doesn't involve crimes. If they're not <laughs> doing a crime or planning for a crime, making meth, selling meth, talking about making and or yeah. selling meth, killing someone, cleaning up bodies, uh, cut that shit right on out. I don't need to see, I'm retarded. I'm retarded. Yeah, I don't need any of that. I don't need his fucking cunt of a wife fucking talking to him about, hey, Walt, you don't uh, talk to me. You don't talk to me. Like, I wonder where Walt Jr. got his retard, you fucking bitch. I don't need his fat machismo brother-in-law being like, I'm a fucking hot shit, and then having a panic attack in an elevator. We can maybe see them investigating Heisenberg. Outside of that, fuck right off. We don't need the fucking sister-in-law. Fuck her to death. She's the worst part of Better Call Saul. She shows up in the last episode of Better Call Saul, and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> I didn't know she uh, showed yeah, up. Yeah, she's in the Saul. last episode of Better Call Saul. The last episode uh, of Better Call Saul, the worst fucking episode of the series. Uh, yeah, really. if you ever watch Better Call Saul, Tim, here's what I'm going to tell you. There is an episode where he becomes Saul Goodman. And then the next episode is mm-hmm. all a flash forward to his days as Gene Tekovic. Stop watching mm-hmm. the show at that point. All that shit is fucking unnecessary. So anyway, start watching Breaking Bad. And you know what Breaking Bad has a lot of? Early 2000s. A lot of shit like him. this. Just, he, just no yeah. matter what they're doing. And... It was it was so prevalent in the early two thousands. Like everyone was doing it. They were they were putting their oh, camera yeah. in a mid zoom, and then they weren't putting it on any kind of stabilization platform. And so no. you end up with like a what at the time they thought was a very naturalistic thing. And it yes documentary, documentary style. style yeah. And they they were so wrong. And I remember at the time, yeah, twenty four did it, and twenty four did it kind of well in that in a dialogue scene. It was it was a lot more subtle, but then mm-hmm. and, and it works in action. It gives you kind of the franticness yeah. of action, but in Breaking Bad, it's like they fucking put a camera. They gave a camera to a ten year old. This camera weighs like seventy five <laughs> pounds. Like, all right, uh, put this in a mid zoom. You're gonna get right up his fucking nose hairs while he has this deeply personal conversation with his family, and then you just hold this. And then they like they started giving the kids shots every take. So every take he's slightly yeah. more woozy than the last one until the whole fucking thing is shaking. Like, I just want to go in and add an image stabilization to the entire series because I think it would fix it. 
And probably it date it dates everything that you watch. Like you put on a TV show and they're doing and it's all fucking zoomed and shaky. And you're like, yeah. oh, this show was made in what? 2008, 2010, 2010. Nailed it. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I don't know. I, I you'd have to like do some research. I'm sure there's good, sure there's going to be some research at like a film school of someone who breaks this down, this whole trend of where it started and, and when it finally ended. Mm-hmm. Cause it has seems does seem to have, really been rolled back quite a bit. I think maybe it was replaced by ramping. Remember when everything had ramping after 300 came out? Yeah. It's just, it's just so visually tropey. It is. It, Oh God, it it make the, there are, there are times when I'm watching breaking bad and I'm literally sitting on the sofa with my hand over my eyes because it's making me sick to my stomach to watch the show. So the one I always hear about being the progenitor of the, like mass move to shaky cam was um, the born identity. Mm, uh, that's a great point. Yeah, that was those movies were. It's funny how movies seem um, strong until they're replaced. Like Taken was a lot like that, where it was very visceral and gritty, and then and then you yeah. go back and watch it now with things like John Wick and Nobody with their kind of wider shots, very simple camera movement, and the the choreography is what's being extremely good choreography. Whereas they, they like had very weak choreography and taken and born identity, but the camera moved so much that it felt frenzied. And yeah, yeah, that those were, those, those are, those have become unwatchable movies. The born trilogy, especially really enjoyed those movies at the time. I thought that they were not the apex of action cinema, but they were definitely a high level action cinema to see. We, we rewatched the first one sometime this year. We watched all year, three, I think. I think. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure. No, just, well. We watched at least one of them. I, I think we watched, we watched a couple the, of I them. I think the first one. Anyway, huh. yeah. We, I remember when we rewatched them and we were like, wow, this is not I as think, good as I remember. I, 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 <laughs> no, but I th- what I recall, and I might be wrong, but I think they they had their own ramp up of... Um, shaky cam like the first one you can go back to it and be like oh, I can see like kind of where people got the idea yeah. for it and then like what is it uh, supremacy and ultimatum like just take it to extremes yeah, and, well, and then the, the Jason Bourne I haven't seen the one with Jeremy Renner but the Jason Bourne movie I saw the one with Jeremy Renner it was I, I couldn't tell you yeah, the Jason Bourne movie is terrible it's like, yeah, it's one. like they took bits of all the other Jason Bourne movies and then stitched them together into one film. And so it's like thematically, it's not good. Uh, plot wise, mm-hmm. it's not good. Matt Damon seems to be phoning it in. And then you have all of these like now dated filming techniques being pushed into it. And it was just it was a bore is the only way I can describe that movie. Uh, I, I, I really want to know, I really want to know who is like, was standing on a, on a movie set. You know, they were shooting, someone was shooting some test footage at one point and they were like, this looks great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, I, for, I, for, <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot my gimbal. Oh, that's fine. We'll just, we'll just, uh, <laughs> we'll just shoot this and we'll just put an image stabilizer on in Adobe. And then the director's sitting there before the guy like puts the image stabilization on. And he's like, Whoa, I love this. We're shooting the whole red. Uh, famously, uh, J.K. Abrams, the ruiner of Star Trek and Star Wars, 
Have you ever seen the behind the scenes footage from um, his start first Star Trek movie? No. So he want that that movie is littered with shaky cam, and it started the lens flare uh, trope. Uh, yeah, but the shaky cam in that movie is so bad because J.J. Abrams stood behind the cameraman on the back of the film canister that's attached. I don't remember what those are called, and just film just canister thumps it between his his thumb and finger while they're filming it, thus shaking the camera a little bit and rattling the film as it runs through the, and that's how they got their signature look. Actual, actual shaky, shaky cam. cam. A, a man, I go look it up. I swear to God, some star Trek, 2009 behind the scenes, and you'll see him standing back there doing that. And then because all that looks so, and it's funny because in the behind the scenes, they're like, they, they try and church it up, but because uh-huh. the filming looks so shitty, when they did all the visual effects, they had to figure out how to make the visual effects do that because it was very <laughs> jarring to cut from yeah. this fucking terrible filming of, of dialogue. We're trying to have a nice conversation about how Spock and her love one another. Oh, my God, it's an earthquake. And then they cut to a fucking stock still footage of the Enterprise just sailing through space. <laughs> the guy who's oh, fucking man. ruined movies. He, uh, yeah, he should be executed right next to fucking Anthony Fauci, murderer of culture, murderer of the society. <laughs> you can pick one who, which one's which. Uh, I, I, as, as a filmmaker, you should be very conscientious of these tropes because I think, I think the media that matters, the pe- the stuff that people love to watch, is timeless. Like I watched yeah. uh, Jay and Rich on Red Letter Media did a review of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly earlier this mm-hmm. week, and I watched it, and I, I've seen that movie, and now I want to watch it again because they were, they showed the 4K uh, capture, Oh, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah. The last time I watched it, it was like a 720p torrent that I downloaded to watch sure, with someone's sure. grandfather, and it's it's a good but it looks fucking incredible at the footage they were showing on on the a lot of old westerns do because they were they were shot on film on actual, actual film, film. on in and, and on big film because like one of the tropes of westerns is like the huge landscape yeah. thing and so you need that huge film to yeah. capture that and so watching watching their review and they're they're showing that movie it i mean obviously it was made in the 60s but it looks like mm-hmm. it could be made today because it's, yeah. it was not tropey. It wasn't filmed to look bad. Um, and so I, those movies that just end up being timeless, especially something that's maybe not set in a time period or something that's uh, sci- sci-fi will do this a lot where Star Trek four, the voyage home is kind of a timeless movie. Yeah. It takes place in the eighties, which at the time was present day, but it could just as easily you watch it today and, Oh, it was made, to, it was set in the past. And I think that yeah. people, I, I'm, you know, speaking out of turn, but John wick, I think is going to be one of these movies that ends up kind of being timeless. The matrix is timeless despite yes. the fact that it's yeah. like, it was very, uh, predicated on needing to have of the social structure and trends of the early, the late 1990s, early two thousands, the, and, and it's groundbreaking in the way that it, it shot what it was, it's subject matter. It ends up being timeless because 
there's nothing in there that makes you think, oh, this is this is obviously in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah, they're in all leather and they're like listening to techno music and stuff. But there are so many factors that make it just live this its, its whole own life. And I don't think Breaking like people people love Breaking Bad. I think they're all wrong. Um, it's a good mm-hmm. series. I don't think it's a great series. Uh, I, and I, I think in another five years, 10 years, people are going to be not ta- talking about Breaking Bad anymore because one, Better Call Saul is a lot better, but Better Call Saul is filmed to not look dated. It's even set in the in the early to, late 90s, early 2000s, I guess. But mm-hmm. aside from the fact that they're all using old cell phones, there's really nothing that makes you say, oh, this is this is a period piece, even though it technically is. Yeah, and yeah. so I I don't know. I would encourage people who are wanting to make movies to think about that and go like, let's make something that is. Let's let's not like lean into these tropes and and try and make something because like the shaky cam, like I said, it could work in an action scene when they're like running from other drug dealers or they're when he's like strangling the guy to death with the bike lock. That's a good time use of shaking cam when they're having an yeah. intervention in his house and they're like, well, we all care about you. Not a great time for shaky cam. <laughs> it's a great time for a lockdown wide shot or nice, like kind of moving shot around them to kind of reveal everyone talking to him. But with isn't isn't that intervention scene also isn't are they trying to give giving give him an intervention because they think it's he's smoking too no, much. It's because he won't get the cancer treatment. Yeah, oh, that's that, right. I, that's I got right. about that far, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't need any of this information <laughs> in this series." Uh, it's so great. I just uh, it'll be like they'll it'll be an establishing shot of Skyler, and I'm like, "Is she going to be talking to Walt?" Nope. Skip, 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 skip. Hey, there's Walt and Jesse. All right, here we go. Let's watch the rest of this. There was one episode that I skipped like half the episode because uh, even because even the Jesse and Walt stuff was all like family drama. Like I am not fucking interested in any of this. I do not. This is the episode where uh, Marie is stealing things. Let's get through all that shit. <laughs> the, the, every time I, when I, when I watch the episode and anytime I think about it, I'm only reminded of the episode of family guy where Lois is stealing mm-hmm. things. <laughs> it's the exact same plot. Yeah. Except family guy probably did it better. Cause probably. Lois isn't a cunt most of the time. Well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from uh, a brand. This this is from Miller High My Life. brand. Uh, makers... <laughs> Miller High Life, makers of... Insert adjective here beer um they have partnered with tipsy scoop which is an alcohol infused ice cream maker to create an ice cream flavor that tastes like their beer a dive bar (laughs) so it's a premium ice cream infused with miller high life beer and peanuts because you know bar peanuts um Tobacco smoke flavoring because it's a dive bar. (laughs) Um, Urinal cake. uh, (laughs) uh, Caramel sauce to recreate the sticky floors of a dive bar. Carbonated candy to replicate the beer fizz. 
and dark chocolate, which resembles the dark wood of the bar and dim lighting of a dive bar. They say it's a perfect blend of smoky vanilla, gooey caramel, and the beer you love. Uh, they're also five up, up to five percent alcohol by volume. The they're uh, the, bars. The ice cream's five percent. Ice cream bars. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can get. You mean I can get drunk without having to drink a beer? <sighs> <laughs> it's no course, but it'll do. <sighs> yeah. Uh, dive bar is uh, really low on my list of ice cream wanted ice cream flavors, yeah, but it is high on your your list of parodies of the song "Gay Bar" you want to have. <laughs> yeah, School I want to take you to a dive, dive bar. bar. Yeah, you just everyone singing to yourself. Sure, yeah, sure. We can't, we can't afford the, the licensing, uh, copyright strike. Yeah. Uh, well, our next news story comes to us from Aurora, Colorado, mm. home of the Joker. Uh, there was is oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was, it's a thinking man's <laughs> joke. My, my mind went. My mind went. Is that not said in Gotham? And then. Is that Joaquin Phoenix's birthday? And then, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of crimes in Aurora, uh, the police had a standoff there at a uh, at a home. Uh, someone called and said that their um, front door had been kicked in. So the police showed up. Um, they contacted the guy who they believed uh, was doing it. He was... Uh, Wanted for two outstanding arrest warrants, one for escape from the Department of Corrections and another another for possession of a firearm as a felon. Um, they contacted him at about 3 p.m. So 2 p.m. they got there, 3 p.m. they get a hold of him. Uh, he indicates he is inside the house. They negotiate him with him to uh, give himself up, but he would not. At about 4 p.m., the uh, communication was ended. They, then they began using uh, their big old speakers to tell him to come out. Uh, he didn't. At about 7 p.m., police canceled the orders for the surrounding neighbors to stay inside because the man was never inside the house. <laughs> Fucking cops having to stand out with an empty house. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, you gotta, you gotta imagine, right? That they're, they're like, they're, they're there with the bullhorn. They're like, "Sir, please come out, come out. We won't harm you." And someone's like, "Hey, do we even know that the guy's in there?" Like, well, of course he's fucking in there. Someone talked to him, right? I think Simmons talked to him. Simmons like, I didn't talk to him. I thought you talked to him. <laughs> Someone just walks in there, like, uh, "Excuse me, hey, is anybody here?" He walks, he disappears inside the door. Comes back out like, house empty. House empty, guys. Pack it in. <laughs> we've wasted we've wasted enough uh, five hours. Yeah, five, they wasted five hours of taxpayer yeah. money on an empty yeah, house. I mean, I don't know what those cops make hourly. You got to figure like $40 an, an hour or something. Uh, plus sure. the cost of equipments. And, and I'm sure not a, one of them yeah. turned their car off while they were, they were sitting there. Because why would you? Mm -hmm. That's some funny shit. Yeah. Um, I, I might have a possible update or not. I'm trying to remember if we actually, uh, ran this as a, um, news story recently. You tell me by the headline, uh, do, have we ever, or have we ever talked about, did we talk about San Francisco's expensive designer trash cans? Uh, we did not. Okay. So in 2018, San Francisco decided, Hey, um, 
we need to replace all of our 3000 public trash cans in the city. Uh, so they took a bunch of, uh, um, design, like people sent in, uh, they got firms to like, Hey, design us a new trash can. Right. So for the last three and a half years, they've spent half a million dollars on this project, uh, with the criteria that the trash cans were innovative, uh, quote, each can must be outfitted with an electronic sensor that sends alerts when nearing trash capacity. So it can be emptied before overflowing because I don't know if you've ever, uh, seen San Francisco, but apparently they had just have an overflowing trash can problem. Um, aesthetics were very important. The design must be a visual asset on the sidewalk. And of course, above all rummage resistance. Because so, of all the raccoons. Yeah. All the, uh, <laughs> all the human looking raccoons, <laughs> those, those um, devious raccoons. Yeah. So, uh, the, <laughs> Last month, they rolled out three custom-made prototypes of the three finalists. Uh, each one, the production of each of these pro- prototypes cost between eleven thousand and twenty thousand dollars per trash can. Eleven thousand and twenty thousand dollars. That was the that's the range per trash can. Jesus Christ! These, these are the three finalist prototypes. Um, they all look terrible. Well, okay. One of them looked like it might you, it might be a trash can. The other two, one of them looks like a salt and pepper grinder. The other one looks like a uh, a lighter. Um, just fucking leave your regular ass trash cans up there. Just a you know a bin with and people uh-huh. put trash in there and take yeah. the additional nineteen thousand dollars and send trash man around every day. Yeah. Fucks. You would think that would be an option. You're, gonna, you're talking about, I, I don't mean, I don't know what, in downtown Tulsa, there's like a trash can at every intersection, sometimes two. And that, that's yeah. just downtown, which is probably like, I don't know, 20 square blocks, 25 square mm-hmm. blocks. So you're talking about, I, I don't even fucking know math, 100 trash cans downtown. That is a million dollars to put trash cans in downtown Tulsa. Now, San Francisco is a lot fucking bigger than that. <laughs> for the, that's for the cheap trash can, the eleven thousand yeah. dollar trash can. Fucking Christ! Just send a trash man around to empty the fucking trash cans once in a while. Oh yeah, alert! We got to go to Third in Denver to get a no get empty that trash can. Like fucking just go down and empty all of them. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we got to build a fucking wall around California. <laughs> we got to keep those fucking people. Yeah. Just no more plane flights. You guys are locked down. Fucking deal with yourselves and your your random weird shit. Mm-hmm. So they put the three prototypes of these trash cans. Uh, they distributed them or distributed them around the city with QR codes that you can like take a picture of and then like type in, "Hey, this is a good trash can." I guess mm-hmm. um, they're doing this for sixty days. But they also planted all across the city three off-the-shelf models that cost between six hundred dollars and two thousand dollars. How? Where are they buying these trash cans? <laughs> I don't know. The trash can I have in there was like eleven dollars. <laughs> One of those big fucking jobs that like they they pick up the. Trash man, you go to Lowe's and buy one of those. It's like sixty bucks. Where are they buying six hundred dollar yeah. trash cans? <laughs> and those are the cheap ones. God, God damn. <laughs> uh, 
That's like, where's where's my taxpayer money going? There's no way this yeah. cut trash can't cost six hundred dollars. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. It's it's got to be the but, same uh, thing as like mil- military spending. Where you, no, like here's what here's what I'm thinking. It is Tim. It's right, right. Yeah. Uh, I am Tab. I run. I'm from Plastic Stand. Right. We're we're buying yeah. trash cans now. Tim, you're my friend, but also a trash can supplier. I'm like, hey okay. Tim, uh, I gotta buy some trash cans. What do those trash cans cost? And you're like, uh, they normally cost three hundred dollars, but since we're friends, I'll do it for six hundred dollars. Yeah. And then. Yeah. You take the $600, you buy a $300 trash can, you give that to me, and then you and I split the $300 and put it in our own fucking pockets. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way to explain this madness. <laughs> well, we've got one last news story, and uh, Tally, you're going to have to change your name because of this news story. Mm. Probably to like Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> Because the city of Miami commissioners voted this week to pursue a pilot program to build a designated zone for people experiencing homelessness. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) They're fucking building sanctuary districts from Star Trek. It's incredible. (laughs) The program calls for the construction of 50 to 100 tiny homes on Virginia Key, which is an 863 acre barriered island. They're shipping the homeless out to an island. Get your fucking asses on the island. We're lifting the bridges. Uh, <laughs> um, currently, it's home to a summer camp for kids, a sewage plant, and... Uh, <laughs> you guys get to live in a toilet. You get to live in a literal toilet of, of Florida. You fucking worthless uh, raccoons. They're calling it a quote transition zone, yeah. and that it would provide to the ocean. <laughs> hey, you've been in your tiny home for six months now. You got a job? Sure don't. Uh, Welcome to the ocean, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, they say they would provide housing, food, showers, and outreach services for the homeless population. My favorite part of this whole story is the, a commi- This is a quote from a commissioner. This is. The, I I, I, want, I want to know what the question was or if it was unprompted. I really wish there was like some sort of like um, a local government video of this, of him saying this. Because, um, quote, in my opinion, this is not an encampment that is going to be a concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to use the word concentration camp to explain why something is not a concentration camp, you are massively fucking up, man. <laughs> No, it's totally not a concentration camp. We're just going to take all these homeless people uh, and collect them into one area where there will be a yeah. higher uh, uh, per capita grouping than there is in other areas. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nobody's forcing anybody. It was is the rest nobody's of Nobody's forcing anybody, but if you don't get on the train, we're going to kill you. <laughs> uh, you can get in this mass uh, grave or you can get on the train. Really, the choice is yours. Yeah. Holy shit. That is, uh, I, I'm moving to Florida. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Tragic nuclear island destroys homeless island. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, That's going to, in like 10 years, there's going to be, we're going to find out there was some really awful shit done at homeless island. Oh, yeah. And not, not like by the government, just like, oh, yeah, rapes and murders are through the roof on homeless island. <laughs> they keep killing one another. 
Well, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations, Tim, but you know what it doesn't take care of? What? Selling licenses for hunting on Homeless Island. If you want to visit Homeless Island and hunt some people, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show, and over there we have five tiers for the next 12 hours, and <laughs> with them you can get, with the $1 tier, early access to the show, the $2 tier is some random bit. You know, I haven't edited and released that Prey uh, review we did. I need <laughs> to do that. I'll try and do that tonight while I'm sitting around doing nothing at work. Uh, <clears throat> we are a $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. Then we have our $10 tier where you, the fans, get a say in the show. You decide on, or you get, no, sorry, $10 tier, we do a movie commentary and you get to vote and decide what we watch. And then finally, a $50 tier where you get a say in the show. And uh, there's a, a, what might be the last Spite Producer request is to keep the feed up and start releasing things free to everyone. So hmm. the feeds will stay alive. Everybody who wants to keep listening or re listen to the show. Uh, all courtesy of AGSYZ, I believe. Yes. I, I, I never remember what order those letters go in. Or, or And I haven't been able to figure out if it's supposed to say something. Axes? I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> well, Tim, what is your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. It's a little bit of inside baseball. Issues. Uh, for the last 250 odd, 240 something odd episodes, we've come here weekly, uh, roughly two issues a piece. I'm going to say it's probably, I don't think it's even now to two. Actually uh, on average, I think every episode has like three and three quarter issues per week. Tim, there, yeah, <clears throat> so. as of, as of episode 299, do you know how many issues we've done? Before before episode so one through two ninety eight, we've done okay. one thousand one hundred sixty one issues. That's a lot of issues. That's a lot of issues. Uh, Tab, if you were, uh, let's say, like, uh, call it, let's call it, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think you could have given someone what one thousand one hundred and sixty something issues off the top of your head? Definitely not. No. What's funny? Uh, what's funny is now that the show <laughs> is kind of coming to an end. Like I've just have I had a huge list of issues to choose from this week. Uh, uh, I'm just like that. That's a good issue. That's a good issue. That's a good issue. That's a good issue. And like there there have been weeks where it's like, oh shit, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. Kind of making it yes. up as you go, and then and so it's just like the last bit of inspiration. Yeah, I guess that always that always happens. Yeah. You know, uh, anything, anything you do creative it, uh, you, you know, you're watching the, the final product or maybe you're almost at the final product. You're like, oh, we could add this. If only we had the time or, ah, oh, we should really should have done X instead of Y. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to like sort of reminisce about, uh, the sort of like the weekly prep we we've had to do, uh, well, yeah, like like you said, there are some there's some weeks where it's like I haven't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta like find something to bitch about. Yeah, um, and that's never fun. I think it's always it's always I think it's always best when you come in fired with a loaded up hot. gun. Yeah, oh yeah, fired up hot with a loaded gun. Uh, 
I've loved it's I I know it it does come through in audio and in video, but there have been some truly I want I want to thank you for some truly truly epic rants, uh, the kind uh, that you know there's there's been like a, I'd say like a handful on the show, mm-hmm. the kind that usually only I get to see in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 iPad one. I uh, I'm dealing with with a uh, with a Mac computer at work right now, and it's the little things that drive me nuts. Yeah. Like so, for whatever reason, I don't know why Mac made the command button do what the control button does on a PC. Yeah. And it's one over. <laughs> yeah. And it's in, yeah. it's in the, where the windows key is on a real keyboard. Yeah. And so I have a mechanical keyboard and I have to hit the windows key to c- copy paste. And with that mechanical keyboard comes with the software that I can remap all the keys that I want mm-hmm. in on my windows PC. Can't do it on the, cause they don't make a Mac version. Cause they're like, what, what person who would use a mechanical keyboard would also be so retarded <laughs> as to buy yeah. a Mac computer. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I'm, I'm just trapped in this, this terrible ecosystem, but then I'm clicking around. I find you can remap the buttons on a Mac computer. You can remap yeah. the command button to the control button. I'm like, perfect. Now I can make the keyboard work the way I, I want to. And it works great. In Excel, I can control copy, control paste. Great. You know where it doesn't work? Chrome. Web browsers. Yeah. Doesn't work in Safari. Doesn't work in Chrome. Doesn't work in Brave. You want to use the, control, the, the key remapping? It's like Nintendo with their software where you can remap their controllers, but mm-hmm. you can only do it on native Nintendo controllers. You can't do it on... Uh, any aftermarket controllers just because yeah. fuck you. Yeah. You, you should have, yes. you should have yeah. spent the $70 on the Nintendo one. Not this, not the Hori split pad pro. That's way more comfortable than our shitty joy cons. Fuck you very much. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, they're, they're, they're making a new one of those, a new switch. Totally off topic. No new, uh, Hori split pad split pad. Okay, cool. Maybe it'll come with a battery and built in battery Maybe. and work like, cause I, I think now they're, now they're like really talking, Whereas when they first came out, it was like Tori just made those, and yeah, now yeah, they're yeah. now I think they're Nintendo licensed. Anyway, huh. uh, the I just I'm so sick of Mac computers. I fucking hate them. I was so pissed that day with that iPad. I, I it was really lucky that that iPad made it back to work because it was I was gonna just <laughs> spike it into the ground. It was uh, it was amazing. Uh, I, I I'm trying to remember if this was this was not on the show, but I remember you, when you. Uh, yeah, this was not on the show. Uh, the printers. Yes. And you destroyed the printer you had. Yes. And there were, I mean, you could see there, there were, there were, there were blood stains on the wall. There, <laughs> it's funny is, yeah, there, there was, there was, I had a picture of myself and there was like a splatter of printer ink across my face. Mm-hmm. Like someone, like I had slit someone's throat and there was printer ink splattered all over the wall too, where I had just fucking, I office based that printer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely probably have some amount of anger issues. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so, uh, there was a Jonathan D said, uh, I shudder to think what's going to happen to St. Louis. Now that tab doesn't have an outlet for his rage. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I, it has been, it has been fun. It's been fun to see the show change. Over yeah. the years, as I listened to the show when it first started, when it was, it was Uncle Buck and Joel Chaco doing it, mm-hmm. and I loved they kind of picked up the old 
biggest problem format and ran with it. Uh, when yeah. biggest problem is on the air, I loved it because I felt like they both articulated from time to time um, things that bothered me that no one ever really talked, talked about. about. Yeah. Because it's those little things that just annoy you. And <clears throat> it doesn't really, it's not really quantifiable. And so when I came to the show, I tried to take that. I tried to just talk about those normal things, those things that happen mm-hmm. to me in everyday life that just viscerally irritate me. Um, and even though they shouldn't, and when you get like enough of them piled up, then you lose it. Like the people who fucking can't set their cruise control while, while they're driving the, like, uh, you know, the early 2000s shaking cam, you know, there, there's a huge yeah, list yeah. of, like I said, it's a, a 1,161 plus whatever we did last week. And plus these four, yeah. um, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, plus the mini issues that are not accounted for on the archive. Plus I just got an, I just got an audacity error. Oh, and it is not responding. Pause on the show. Yeah. Okay. I had to send this email today that was like, Hey, do you guys have a solution to this major problem with your, your show that we talked about Sunday? Uh, I'm going out of town on Thursday. I'm not going to be reachable to, to workshop this problem with you people. I had to send that email to get them to schedule a meeting to, to come up with a solution. It's not my job, man. I hope we just end up kicking these people out. It's, yeah, it's have, an embarrassment. <laughs> okay. I have the last 45 seconds or so of recording. That's it. Yeah. Well, we got to hope that the, uh, stream version works. Great. Thank you. Audacity. Yeah. Plus, I have I have a recording of you through Streamyard, so I've got I've got it recorded twice. We'll make it work. Cool. Uh, anyway, but yeah, the, all these issues. Um, I don't know. I hope they've I hope they've brought that level of like not joy, but just mm-hmm. uh, a feeling that you're not alone or crazy for yeah. for hating something. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I remember most fondly about biggest problem is that I hate monkeys. I unironically <laughs> tab Bert hate monkeys. And when Maddox brought in monkeys, I was like a hundred percent. He made a terrible argument for why monkeys yeah, were yeah, worthless, yeah, yeah. but I just hate monkeys. And so I, I loved like listening to that, that episode, listening to those like minor complaints, you know, Dick complaining about piss driblets on his pants. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's basically nothing, but it is like you walk out of the bathroom, you got this big fucking piss spot on your pants yeah. because like there was still some hiding in the chamber <laughs> makes you it, it, that that almost sounds like uh like a Seinfeld episode. That was why it was the uh that was why it was the Seinfeld podcasts. Yeah. And um I I don't know. I I just kept listening to that I just can't, I listened to biggest problem over and over and over again. I don't know if anybody's listened to this show in that same way, but um, I I'm thankful to everyone who's listened to it. I, I love the voicemailers who call in with their yeah. like little things and getting to talk about that. 
uh, there's, you know, the, the news we brought would bring in the news and it would be some minuscule thing that then sets off a discussion that's maybe sometimes funny, sometimes angry, sometimes yeah. unrelated. Uh, it's, it's been a fun show. It's been, if, and I, I, that, that is kind of like how, like our hangouts go really. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I always, I always thought like bringing a little, bringing that, uh, into the show. Uh, I mean, you know, our, our, our relationship being what it is, is really, I think one of the reasons why uh, the show works, the show works. Yeah. 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 Cause Tim and I, before we did the podcast, like we would just get together and hang out on a day. We like go to vintage stock or go to, you know, just kind of fucking drive around town fuck around and we'd be talking about movies or comics or whatever video game we were playing or complaining about this or that. Mm-hmm. And it was, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't like this format, but no. it, it was on um, those conversations almost became this format. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that if you or I would have ever been like, Oh, those, those conversations we have while we're driving around town, like that could be a podcast. No, no. But it just so happened that like, that's what it, it evolved into. Yeah. Um, uh, like, like I, like I remember, um, this was years ago. I brought in, I'm trying to remember what I, what I called the issue, but it was, I was rejoicing the death of a comic book artist. I hated. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not really one to rejoice in anyone's death ever. Uh, usually, um, But like, you know, it's funny because like there's been a couple of big uh, comic book artists or writers that have passed away in the last couple of months. And every, you know, I, I see like everyone just gives them praise because they were they were good. Um, and everyone's like, oh, we, you know, we lost this person. And um, here's like some of his art. He was so good. But ne- I never see anyone being like, I hated this dude. <laughs> And, uh, here's, here's like a compilation of like the worst things he's, that has, he's put on page that has ever been printed. And like, other than like Rob Liefeld who gets, um, you know, his, Uh, like the top 40 worst Rob Liefeld pictures that he, that he will, he will take that and like retweet it and be like, man, look at my funny stuff. Um, cause he can't really do it to him about himself. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, well, like, they, uh, isn't one of the one of the Deadpool movies? They make a joke about that. They're like, "Boy, this thing doesn't make any sense." Like, it was drawn by someone who who doesn't know how to draw feet. Feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, he's in that he's in that shot in the bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, no, yeah, no one else is. But no, but no one is is. And I know people, like people, do have like hate in their oh. hearts for certain things. They're just not willing like, to say it. They're unwilling to say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or especially unwilling to type it out and put it on a, you know, major, you know, news blog or whatever. Well, and, and there's also, there's all that like reverence for, oh, we have to remember fondly the dead. Yeah. And, and like if someone's a huge, was a huge piece of shit and then dies, that doesn't stop them from suddenly, they don't don't suddenly (laughs) stop being a huge piece of shit. Like, well, you, I mean, they do, but that's because they're no longer <laughs> living. <laughs> yeah. Like they're still guilty of whatever things made them pieces of shit back in the day Yeah, yeah. because, but we, we honor them. And I don't know, I think, yeah, you and I never have never really had reverence 
for anything. Like we, there are definitely things we like. There's definitely things that, that yeah, we hold yeah, up, yeah. but we've never like classified something as being untouchable. Yes. Yeah. And especially in our, in a, as a sense of humor, like if we, if we're not, when, when you, me and truck and a tuck and get together, like we are constantly zinging one another. Oh, we're yeah. constantly like making gay jokes about the other one. Uh-huh. And then the other person will pivot it into the third person. <laughs> and, and like that it's, because there's, you know, we're not, no one's going to have their feelings hurt, you no. know, and we can, we can talk about, I can talk about how great Star Trek is, but then I can also sit down here and be like, uh, all these episodes of Star Trek are pieces of shit. Yeah. Uh, this is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid. Like I do love the show, but it's not above reproach. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we, we can, and we can disagree. I don't, we don't disagree much on the show, but mm-hmm. we disagree about some stuff. Um, and like at, we've never, we've been friends for fucking fifteen years or something now. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, it's not gonna most of our lives. <laughs> most of our lives, basically. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll miss it. I, yeah, I, me too. I enjoy it, and not not really, not even just the show. I tell you what, I really miss, especially right now in the virtual space, mm-hmm. is I I really enjoyed that we would go like I would pick you up. We'd be going to my place or or Todd's place, or we'd we'd have finished recording and then you and I would usually go get lunch or dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we need a meal yeah, as yeah. part of kind of the day, the event days events of recording. And like that, it was, I mean, we were basically at that point getting like, yeah, we did the show, but then we were getting paid to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'd, and we'd still have like plenty to plenty talk about. Plenty of shit to talk about. <laughs> just completely unrelated to whatever we, yeah. that's yeah. the other thing. People are like, you guys don't listen to the show. I think that it's not so much that we don't listen to the show. It's that like there's such a there's such a huge volume there is, of conversation. There is a, a pre show and a post show that is not recorded. Yeah, and and we will like intentionally not talk about whatever. Oh, you know, what, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I'm gonna talk about it on the show. Save, save it for the show. Save yeah. it for the show. And then yeah. and then after the show, it's like all that shit's just out of the system. Yep. And then yep. it's just like we're we're at dinner or we're driving home, and it's just like. Talking about fucking whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been playing Mafia. How are you liking it? That's pretty good. Better than The Godfather. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's a good issue, Tim. Thank you. Well, here's my final issue. It's not going to be nearly as re- as uh, <laughs> poignant. Here's what I don't get: male sexual assault. Okay. <laughs> Males can get sexually assaulted too. Yeah. Yeah. But society does not give a single fuck. No. Um, it's always about like how, um, a man, you know, oh, he was, he was too, um, he was like too, we got drunk. We went to a party. We we both got drunk and then we went back to his place and started having sex. I didn't say no. And then either midway through or afterwards, I was like, I didn't really enjoy that. I was raped, but like I was sexually assaulted every day in high school and Tim laughed at me <laughs> because it's not people think assault is like, uh, you got punched yeah, in the face. Yeah, that's yeah, assault. Yeah. Assault is the threat. Battery, battery is the, is the, is the physical the victimization. I was sexually yeah, yeah. assaulted almost every day <laughs> by a woman 
yeah. in a group of peers, uh-huh. and and everyone thought, oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Isn't it hilarious how this crazy bitch treats Tab? <laughs> so funny. Let's all laugh. The teacher's laughing. What the fuck? Yeah. But meanwhile, if I was, if the roles were reversed and I was making those same kind of comments, yeah. I'd be fucking pulled aside and sent to the principal's office. Like, you can't make fucking leering comments like that in the middle uh-huh. of class. But you're talking to a woman, uh, <laughs> like a, a woman's talking to a man. Yeah. Totally okay. Totally okay. Tab, obviously very uncomfortable with the, the words that are being said here. Mm-hmm. Obviously retreating into himself rather than engaging with the conversation, which is not his normal method of <laughs> behavior. No. But let's all just keep laughing because it's so goddamn funny. Fuck every one of you, Tim. This is all going to sting. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. I'm fucking coming for you. <laughs> Uh, I've been whole bottling this in for 15 con. years, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and now you're going to pay for it. Uh, there, you know, you know, the AT&T internet you had installed. Yeah. It's not AT&T internet. It's a dis- explosive device. <laughs> and now I'm blowing it up. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, so I've been dealing with uh title nine training this week. Uh-huh. And, it's not like they do acknowledge that a male can be sexually assaulted, but they kind of stop short of, of it happening. Yeah. And, and they're like, yeah, there are all these resources. And part of my problem with it is that like, there are, there are a lot of resources. Sure. The resources are largely focused on women. If you're a homeless man, it is almost impossible to find a place to stay because all the shelters that will accept men are constantly full. And, and, it's like a five to one ratio of women's shelters to men's shelters. Yes. And the same thing with sexual assault counseling. I was sexually assaulted in college. You know what came of it? The girl I was dating decided to split up with me because she was worried that like I was into weird shit. <laughs> I was groped. I was groped. Now, do I fucking walk around every day being like, I was, I was sexually harassed in high school. I was groped when I was in college. I've had these terrible things happen to me. No, because I'm not a fucking whiny bitch. I'm a man. I'm a man that fucking deals with my problems by biling it up and then shouting at some <laughs> random person on the street. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not one to be to like, hear all my victim points, let me lay them out. I've always been one to stand on my own two fucking feet and take care of myself. But fucking Christ, if it's not the, that's not the world anymore. Someone I was talking to. Uh, so last weekend I was in Tulsa and no, the weekend before last I was in Tulsa and I was, um, you know, I was visiting for a friend's anniversary party and I was meeting an old friend of his and, um, and we were talking, like we got to talking about some different things and I started kind of talking about some of the things that I do that are not my job. You know, mm-hmm. the things that I'm interested in that I, that I've worked on. And he's like, you're like a modern day Renaissance man. And I, I was, I <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I am. I am. I'm trying to be, I don't know, whatever idealized version of manliness. I think that I should be mm-hmm. based on my youthful and experience of what I've seen in movies. And you know what? That seems to be fucking working. Yeah. So instead of people wandering around complaining about all the terrible things that happened to them, oh, I had this terrible experience. I, oh, I'm so sad. Fucking running out of the room, this, this little terribly acted drama to be like, this is, this is a sexual assault. And actors get up there and they're like, We're, you know, I'm going to grope you. Oh, my God. Oh, was this rape good or bad? Was this good or bad touching? And then, like, people being like, oh, I'm so traumatized, I have to leave. Oh, like, fucking deal with it, man. Fucking get your emotions in order. Find some self-control. It's not your fucking fault. 
and move on with your life. But we can't fucking do that anymore. I'm, I like, and I, I'm sitting there watching this stuff and I'm, most of the stuff I've put out of my head, like it, it's, it's things that happened to me. It doesn't define me. It doesn't matter. It's just, if, if anything, um, I see the humor. I see why people thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, 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 I don't think it was funny now. I didn't think it was funny then. Yep. I didn't really appreciate it. Um, but I understand why it was humorous. I, I'm not angry at the people that laughed. <laughs> I'm not angry at you. I'm not angry at, at the teachers. I'm not angry yeah. at our peers. Um, I'm not even really angry at the person. It's been, uh, was fucking 14 years now since we, you know, we're in high school. Yeah. Something 13 years. Well, however fucking long it's been since we were in high school. Like that's all, none of that matters. Uh, nothing, nothing I did in high school matters. Nothing I did in college matters. The only thing that really matters is what I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and we're not, nobody lives like that anymore. Now you have to live in the past and live in the, Oh, you know, I had this terrible thing. I've, I'm a, I'm a victim of this. I'm not a victim. I'm, I'm a person who had some bad luck a couple of times. Uh, we've all had bad luck a couple of times. We've all been on the edge. I've talked. I mean, I think if you've listened to this show for, for any amount of time, mm-hmm. um, you, you have a pretty good grasp of who I am. Yeah. It's not a character. It's not, I'm, you know, it's, it's, this is, this show is all I, the person that I am on this show has always been me in, in almost its purest form because it doesn't have any of the facade that I put on to be in a, in a professional setting. It doesn't mm-hmm. have any facade I put on to be in, you know, with, to when I meet strangers, this is, this is like who, when I'm sitting at home and I'm watching Breaking Bad and I'm just like, why the fuck can they not hold the fucking camera still for this nice dialogue scene? That's what I'm doing at home. <laughs> I'm sitting on the sofa over there and that's how angry I am. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're teaching kids. We're teaching kids to live in the past and harp on this. And, and I'm not saying that like therapy doesn't work or you shouldn't go to a counselor if, if that's what you want to do. But at a certain point, you just have to kind of like put that shit in your back pocket and be like, I, I'm, you're not getting any, you, you, you can't get anywhere looking in the rear view mirror, not to be like a fucking, uh, back to school special, but sure. you can only drive in reverse for so, so long. You got to fucking keep yourself moving forward. Forgive yourself for whatever happened. Uh, don't associate with the people that, that created terrible things and, and learn from your mistakes. Don't put yourself in the same kinds of situations. And so as a I, male yeah, victim of sexual <laughs> assault, I will say that I am very disappointed in the rest of the planet for how we're fucking just harping on this shit. Yeah. Because at a certain point, uh, you, you know, you get assaulted. It's it's on it's on the other person. You yeah. let it fester. It's on you. Then it's on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we have talked about this person a handful of times over the last ten years. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I joke about you know I joked about <laughs> when I was in Colorado yeah, last yeah, yeah. year, and like we stopped in the town that I think you told me she lives in. Yeah. And I was like, I was fucking like at the filling up the car with gas. And like, I went in to get coffee at the coffee place and I'm like surveying the entire site before I walk in. 
And I like walk in and I'm looking around. I was fully ready to just sprint out of there and slide across the hood. Started <laughs> up and peel ass. And yeah. Not fucking stop again until I was in Wyoming. Um. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's trauma there. That's not a rational. That's not the rational way to treat a town in a state that <laughs> I've never been to. No, it's not. But like it's it doesn't affect my everyday life. Yeah. Fucking move on. I guess that's my point. Move on. Be stronger. Be better. Don't be a little bitch. Uh, so anyway, well, that's my issue. Male sexual assault. I don't get it. I thought you wanted it. That's really what it comes <laughs> down to. I thought all men were all horny all the time. Yeah. 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 That's why. Why, <laughs> why would you like, you can just get it from this bitch anytime. It's like, like that's, that should be good news to you, even though she's a fucking lunatic. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, uh, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you. We, uh, if you want to call in there, who's got a hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail on our uh, Discord channel, which Andy did this week, as well as, I think, leaving about 27. We have we have 31 voicemails in the voicemail hotline. So Amazing. this is going to be a long segment. Buckle in, folks. This is, uh, this is Ninja, N- Andy said, this clip shows what I was talking about with my don't get about Carl's ads. So on last week's episode, when we had the, the call-in extravaganza, mm-hmm. He was talking about the targeted ads on the WATP yeah, feed yeah. and how it's, it's all been broken. This is, I guess, one of the ads that he's getting. This ad features a fictional business. Terms and cap apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Blue Business Cash. Help Jews in poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. Episode three. So, you know what? I miss being That is the opening of WATP. I don't think Carl's fans are going to be helping any Jews Anytime ever. I believe uh, that was called Mr. Ed starts a nonprofit. All right. So over to the voicemail hotline. I'm going to take these and kind of not the order that they received. Yeah. uh, So about the, this is about that zipper car thing. If you really want to be a nice guy on the road, all you got to do is when you're at the front of a line and at a stoplight, watch the fucking stoplight and go when it turns green. It makes me so fucking infuriated when we have to wait half of the goddamn light for the person in front to realize that it's time to fucking go. Don't be that guy. Yeah, that's too true. Although you can't do that in St. Louis because people run red lights all the time and they will kill you. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I have never seen more red lights run in my entire life than <laughs> since I moved here. Wow. Uh, here's here's one from Andy. 
here's what I don't get. In season four, episode 26 of the classic American documentary series, Mr. Ed, a mischievous, ethereal Martian starts controlling the minds of Wilbur, Gordon, and the General, making them act like deviants to the horror of their family and friends. Now, while I do understand that the Martian is an allegory for the government mind control that's going on in the 60s and even still today, what I don't get is that Ed is barely in this episode and contributes absolutely nothing to the plot. This would be like if in the diary of Anne Frank, a random entire episode of the classic American World War II documentary series Hogan's Heroes was inserted. <laughs> Should we just stick to the factual accounts of St. Edward Aquinas and leave out all this baloney? I do hate that when it's almost like it sounds like a backdoor pilot. We make yeah, a, make yeah. an episode about nothing just to like if you did a whole episode of a show about two people trying to make them sell meth and then like the whole episode is about them trying to kill a fly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. The car is broken down. The wolves are chasing me. Uh, my astronaut has turned into glue. I have turned into glue. My eyes are glue. My hands are glue. The wolves are glue. The planet is glue. The glue is glue. Please help. The glue is turning. I melt it. Okay, then. <sighs> uh, <laughs> don't know what to say about that one. No, I don't. <laughs> Here's one from Sage. Hey, guys, it's Sage. So... Here's what I don't get is fucking businesses. Yes, another fucking business problem. Uh, businesses that their hours show that they're only open from, let's say, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So you set up an appointment with them for 10 a.m. And then you go there and they're not fucking open because their hours are apparently changed. So their fucking website is wrong. The fucking uh, Google Maps is wrong because they don't fucking update their shit. Yelp is wrong. Everything is fucking wrong. And I set up an appointment and they aren't fucking open. Just correct everything, you fucking moron. Why is your site allowing me to book a fucking appointment when you're not fucking open? Let me show up an hour fucking early before you open, you fucking retard. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, bye. But that does drive me crazy. And yeah. right now, it it's like all these businesses changed their hours during the scamdemic. Mm-hmm. And so now they've not like gone back to normal, but they also never updated anything. So you'll just, you know, you'll Google map to somewhere. It'll claim to be open. And then you pull up and there's fucking closed. That happened to me a couple weeks ago. I was, I, I was like, I worked late and I didn't work that late. It wasn't like midnight. It was 1030, maybe mm-hmm. 11. And I tried to stop at like three different fast food places just to get something to eat because I hadn't eaten that day. And they're all fucking closed. I'm going through their stupid shift change yeah. bullshit. Uh, let's see. I've got some more here from Andy. Here's what I didn't get. In season four, episode three of the classic American <laughs> documentary series, Mr. Ed, it's revealed that America was not discovered by Columbus, but by a talking horse named Sir Ed. Sir Ed steered the ship Columbus was aboard in order to help him find America, as Columbus was incompetent. Sir Ed bears a striking resemblance in appearance and voice to Mr. Ed. Raising the question of whether Ed is actually the eight-year-old Palomino he claimed to be, 
or an immortal that has changed the entire fabric of modern society and civilization via divine equestrian intervention. What I don't get is that he's referred to as Sir Ed despite being the noble seat of his Spanish Queen Isabella. Sir is an English term that would not have been bestowed by a Spanish Queen. How ridiculous. Uh, Senor Ed. Uh, these are gold, yeah. Jerry. Gold! I think I have a gluten allergy. I, I think someone might have the wrong voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Sad and Tim, this is Mr. Hamilton Berger. Uh, and here's what I don't get. Uh, a, here's what I don't get commentary on used cars. I don't understand. Kurt Russell is awesome. Uh, it's a funny movie. And uh, now that uh, Tab uh, is living in St. Louis, I guess we're never going to get it. Uh, seriously, though, uh, really enjoyed your guys' podcast, even though I couldn't be a spike producer for the whole time. I appreciated it. And, um, yeah, and missed the show. Uh, go fuck yourselves. I. Used Cars is like one of the few Kurt Russell movies we haven't done a commentary yeah, on. Yeah, we've done a lot of them. That yeah. and Overboard. Uh, Overboard. We didn't do Tango and Cash, no, although we did, we did watch, watch Tango it. and yeah. Cash the last weekend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not good. It is not a good movie. Hey, so, uh, Dead Home. So, instead of being doing some sappy shit and being like, Here's what I don't get podcast ending. Fucking why? I'm going to actually just give a real fucking issue. Here's what I don't get. Horses. Why the fuck? <laughs> Every horse I've ever been around is a fucking asshole. We have a fucking little Shetland pony at my house, and the little fucking cunt decides to run out whenever the fuck I am pulling out of the goddamn driveway. So it's come to an impulse thing where... I just want to fucking leave it out there to get hit by a car. But, you know, I would never hear the end of it and probably get my ass beat. So, yeah, fuck horses. Fuck them hard. Later. Or not later, I guess. Bye forever. Horses, big problem. Boom them up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my name's Mark Worth. I just started listening to your podcast, and I'm kind of suicidal right now. Uh that I figured that after I listened to 301 <laughs> episodes of your show, it should take that urge to kill myself away. So I'm listening through them very quickly. And right after 301, I will not kill myself. I love you guys, Buck, Chaco. You guys are great, man. Trump 2024. Uh-oh. <laughs> so thinking about... Oh, the comments people have made about just keeping the voicemail alive without the rest of the show. And I kind of thought a nice format for that. You know, you could be HWIDGVM, just the voicemail, or you could sequentially keep the episodes going after 300. But it starts out with ad gag, theme song, welcome gag, then ding the bell twice, then do an RNN opening bumper, then do an RNN closing <laughs> bumper, then ding the bell twice. Then do a sign-off, then do the theme song, pimp the voicemail number, and go into voicemail segment. It's just like an empty container, but you still keep all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> great. You know, the gangbusters. You know what? I'll even host it for you, so you just have to send me the voicemails and upload what they send to the feed. Easy peasy. 
<laughs> Let me know. I want Mr. Edcast. Yeah, from, yeah, that's what I want from Andy. Hey guys, Dead Helm. I uh, won't be able to call in today, so I will uh, call in and give you. Uh, here's what I don't get. And uh, managing, managing is fucking stupid. Like you have all this extra responsibility for like two bucks more an hour, if not like three, four more bucks an hour. But you have to deal with the fucking cranky people that are like, oh, it's not fear that that fights the. Ugh. And then uh, have to deal with Karens and then people, you know, coming in thirty minutes before close and being like, oh yeah, we're from out of town. You probably just close at nine thirty. <laughs> no, we don't. We close at nine. Here. And then, uh, uh, you know. They just fucking fight me. Uh, let's kill everything. I'm sorry. I called you the cigar guy. I did not recognize your voice because, you know, when you were going on the little autistic rant, it kind of sounded like a younger person. It sounded autistic instead of just uh, more older and mature. And, uh, you know, I don't want to have a three-way, okay? I just want to fuck Sa- I mean, fight Sage. <laughs> uh, if you a problem with that, uh, fuck me and fight me. Uh. I'm not gonna give you the option either or like stages. I'm a fucking man. Do both. See you guys later. Fuck me and fight me, bro. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's what I don't get. How could you forget me? After everything I've done for you, after everything we've been through, after the junior prom last punch. Tab, how could you do this? It was only a month ago. Please, Tab, please. I'm going to have to get another restraining order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if that really came through, um, but that just sounded like someone breathing heavily oh, that, for I, I, I did four not seconds. That, no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the music. So the the music is be- is a spite producer request to put careless whisper over Mister Kill Everything and Sage's voicemails. So I'm also adding it to uh, the Dead Helm one whenever he's. Well, congratulations to um, congratulations for making it to episode 300. Uh, you guys put on a great show. So thank you, Tim and Tab. Also, thank you, Buck and Chaco, for starting the show. And also, thanks to Todd as well. So, uh, it's, it's going to be missed. And for my final do, don't get, here's what I don't get. Why the show has to end. That's a good mm-hmm. question. Why does any, Why does anything uh, Here's what I don't get. Why has Andy not found me in his walls? I mean, I've been knocking on him for a few hours now. Like, uh, why has he not heard me yet? I've made some pretty loud sounds. Like, I've broken a few of the walls. Uh, wait, is he still here? I'm not sure if he's left. Wait, I don't know. Uh, this is the wrong house. This is the wrong house. Oh, man. Well, I'm just, nah, I don't know. I got, I got a clock out here. Boom. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I don't get. In season five, episode four of the classic American documentary series, Mr. Ed, Ed digs a tunnel under the barn and then under the house to try to escape. 
he eventually causes an earthquake, scaring everyone out of the house, then blasts up through the floor of the house. Joyce wouldn't be spaced widely enough for him to fit. If they were spaced that widely, Wilbur would have fallen through the floor long ago. That's not how construction works. See, that is a good point. That's not how construction works. Here's what I don't get. You know what? I totally forgot. Remember, I'll call back, okay? Ah. Tab, how are you now? Good and you. Oh, not so bad. Uh, I was going to call in and give a don't get about half-assers at work and bitch about the people I work with because they fucking suck. But yeah. then I thought about it, and I got half-assers that I'm calling right now. If I thought y'all were going to just do 300 episodes and quit, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten so invested. <laughs> nah, I'm just fucking with you. All right, I love you guys' show. Sorry to see it end. It's been a great run. Best luck to the both of you. That's what I don't get. Why is everything Legos where I am? Uh, like the walls that are in are Legos. Everything's Legos. Like, I've broken them down. Everything inside the house is Legos. The oven is Legos. The chairs are Legos. Andy is actually just a pair of Legos. <laughs> like a Star Destroyer and, you know... Some, you know, like just a bunch of yellow Legos for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, that's that's my issue today. I, I don't know, but I do know this: uh, the plural of Lego, Lego. is Lego. No s. Oh, that's that's one of those things where it's like Frankenstein yes. versus Frankenstein's uh-huh. monster. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Uh, actually, it's Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's yeah. <clears throat> Nobody gives a shit. Here's what I don't get. In Season 5, Episode 12 of the classic American documentary series, Mr. Ed, Ed goes on a trip to Hawaii. While he is there, he goes surfing. Of course. As he is surfing, you can plainly see that not a single hoof is on the surfboard. (laughs) All four hooves are on top of the water next to the surfboard. It wouldn't be buoyant that way, and the coefficient of friction would be all wrong. <laughs> These physics are absurd. <sighs> Mr. Ed goes up, Mr. Ed. Look out for a pod is a pod. Oh, God, oh, God. A Mr. Ed podcast. <laughs> Coming maybe someday eventually to wherever you get your podcasts. And NinjaAndy.com. I hope that it's a short, like, 45-second yes, yes. podcast it's review the, It's just the voicemail sound. Yeah. I remember now. Here's what I don't get. Uh, feuds on a podcast or a show or whatever, where it amounts to just people going, No, you're fucking gay. <laughs> no, you're fucking gay. No, you're fucking gay for, for going and ordering your food late. Well, you're fucking gay for not wanting to fight me. Well, you're fucking gay for not... For, for, for thinking about me. That was the worst ending to a feud I've ever seen. And of course, it always ends with the mundane Matt thing. The, oh, hey, are we cool? Or, oh, good talking to you, Sage. No, this was the thing building up for, I, I think, years? Years. Probably years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, years. And you guys are just going to end it like a bunch of pussies? No. 
He was supposed to get in there and spit fucking venom at each other. He was supposed to be the fireworks show to put here's what I don't get to bed. But you're so fucking gay and you're so fucking neutered that you just go on and want to have a fucking hug fest at the end. I hope both Sage and, um, what's the other guy? Mr. Uh, everything. Whatever, the other guy. I hope they fucking kill themselves. <laughs> what a terrible ending. <laughs> Fuck you. And, uh, goodbye. Here's what I don't get. Player 4 has entered the game. Great show. Too bad it's gotta end. Honestly, I don't want to end my voicemail because, you know, this is a few more seconds of, uh, of the show going on. That's, yeah, a, that's a good strategy. Just keep voicemails going and then we can never stop now. recording. Although I do have a hard out at 3 p.m., so. Good luck, Tab. Good luck, Tim. Goodbye. This is I'll the point where we uh, finally reveal that we've been uh, being produced by uh, Warner Brothers and HBO, the, the team the team behind Game of Thrones, all the time, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. We're actually going to be launching a new show on uh, on HBO Max to replace all that old <laughs> bullshit. Here's another one. Here's what I don't get it. Insert item here stores that don't have any insert item here. So I'm on the road, and instead of my truck, I'm driving a car that I bought a little while back. And sure enough, I'm in the middle of nowhere in this town, like 7,000 people. And I cut the other side wall of the tire. Air compressor ain't saving me on this one. So, I get on my Goober machine, and then I go, uh, what tire shops are in this town? They have one tire shop. All right, cool. So I follow them. And I ask them, hey, guys, do you have any Google RSAs? We can get them. Okay, what do you have on hand in... And they give him the tire side. Oh, well, we don't have any tires. When you want tires, we order them and get them the next day, unless it's Friday, in which case they come Monday. What the fuck? There's a tire shop with no tires. <laughs> no tires at all. Not not even a, a few Goodyear Wranglers laying around in the common side. Huh. No tires at this tire shop. There's, I don't remember. And what, I mean, I wouldn't even call them except the donut that came with this car. Garbage. The center bore is not big enough to fit over the hub. So <laughs> it just kind of snugs up against the back of the center. And it, it doesn't work. I could have run this thing a few miles maybe, but I'm 20 miles from any town that has anything. I had to call a buddy of mine to bring me a wheel and tire from 40 miles away because this shithole fucking tire shop has no tires. Not a single tire in the damn shop. What the hell? <laughs> What's I, the fucking I, I point? I guess they must, have, they must not have like a storage room or anywhere to put tires so they order them. <laughs> then don't be a tire store. <laughs> You have to have tire, and the thing is, like, I don't know what the size is, but most sedans now they like they they use these couple mm-hmm. of common sizes. So it's only if you have some weird car, like a Mercedes, will take its own specialized tire, or an older car before yeah. they really started standardizing. That you, you know, if you're if you're driving like any standard pickup truck or standard SUV, they're using a standard size tire, and so that way tire shops could be like, oh yeah, we have. We have the Goodyear, the Michelin, the Yokohama, and the this. And, like, these are all the prices. Fucking stupid. 
Here's a long voicemail. Well, it's uh, pretty interesting being the uh, maybe one of the last voicemails that played. Yeah, it's retarded. But uh, last episode, 300. But uh, one of the main things I'm noticing is with sci-fi TV shows, uh, mainly Resident Alien and uh, For All Mankind. There's this new trend with TV shows. They're meant for women. Mm. And with uh, For All Mankind, they would have, like, certain problems with, like, oh, shit, something got fucked up on the planet Mars. They would fast forward through, uh, like, you know, mm. a certain problem and... They they would mainly focus on the human uh, yeah. interactions. Goddamn it! That's why I couldn't finish that season one of that show. I can't really yeah. explain the shit. Uh, yeah. Please delete this. Don't ever play it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm I'm. It's the same thing too. With also Resident Alien, it's like they're they're focusing on women specifically. Where yeah. They're focusing on emotions, and they're focusing on the emotions of the characters rather than the plot lines. And it's just so blatantly obvious, and it's so fucking unfortunate. It's involved. It's involved. It's evolving from a don't get to a fucking rage, where I should be calling the dick show with this fucking rage of why are these people writing these storylines to yeah yeah it's like why are they writing these fucking storylines period and it's evolving to god damn it I can't even no so so I I know what I know why this is happening it's just so frustrating where yeah, yeah where it's like yeah your show's ending and it's just so fucking frustrating god damn it I know why this is happening. I can't say that like it's good or bad. I mean, it's definitely bad. Uh, the reason why shows are moving this way, we've known for years, advertisers have known for years that women make something like 80% of household yeah, purchasing yeah. decisions. Even men's products are yes. advertised to women because a woman will buy your deodorant and be like, you need to wear your deodorant. Um, and, and that sucks. Uh, so what they've now... Now the demo is looking for more women viewers for television. So they're making television for women and in making television for women, you take a sci-fi franchise like Star Trek or, you know, make it look mankind, a new sci-fi franchise. You make it look cool, but you'd like tell the stories that you would tell in something like Ally McBeal, something or, Mm -hmm. or desperate housewives, something that has high women viewership and, but what you end up making is something that women don't want to watch because Interested they're not in, yeah. largely, generally speaking, watching sci-fi series and men don't want to watch it because it's about emotional interpersonal bullshit. I mean, I think that is one of the greatest strengths of the next generation is that the show doesn't get mired down in the feelings that people have for one another. There's no romances. There are no romances in Star Trek, the next generation, but that's not true of any of the other Star Trek series. There's always a romance. You got Cisco and Cassidy Yates. You got, got Tom Troy, Paris and Bellana Torres. But they have 
they don't have this whole will they, won't they, and they yeah, had yeah. a previous relationship. They don't really have it. By season three, there is not even an indication sure, that they were sure. together. Uh, and then, you know, in Enterprise, they have the whole T'Pol, Trip Tucker thing going on. And that is just, that's just something that doesn't need to be there. Because when you think about it, those are people at work. Those are people at work mm-hmm. in a military environment in Star Trek. Why would they be debating and squabbling and crying in meetings? It just, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't seem real. But women need that emotional thing. They need those like knock down, drag out crying moments of, oh, I cheated on you. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. And so you end up creating a product that, that yeah. nobody wants as opposed to making something, you know, like Ally McBeal where women love it and men don't like it. I don't actually know about <laughs> Ally McBeal or, or uh, well, sex yeah. in the city. You're just making something for nobody. And uh, when that keeps happening, I mean, I think that's what's happened with the She-Hulk series is that they tried to make a show that was different, but mm-hmm. also the same. And it's so it's n- just neither. It's, yeah. n- it's not going to find an audience. Yeah. People who like courtroom drama stuff aren't getting that because the writers said, we don't yep. know how to write that kind of stuff. And it's like, that's half the fucking show. <laughs> that's how, that's that, like, like uh, when the show's announced, they're like, it's a 30 minute, like legal courtroom a- action comedy. <laughs> Yeah, and then they don't do any of the c- yeah. courtroom stuff, and it's also not funny. And so you're just you're not going to find an audience. Um, and so yeah, they keep doing that, and they keep ruining franchises or creating new stuff that's just not appealing to anyone. Here today, kids, in season five, episode twenty-one of the classic American documentary <laughs> series, Mister Ed. Ed wants to be a mail horse. He wants to deliver the mail. At one point in the episode. Ed becomes a one-horse man. He plays the Yellow Rose of Texas on a drone kit and harmonica. But, when he's playing the harmonica, Ed does not cup the harmonica with his hoof. That's how you play the harmonica. You have to cup it with your hoof into the microphone. Ed is a terrible musician. Uh I am Andy, and I'm bad, and I don't know why I've always said I'm not bad. Like Mr. Ed Bad, Ginger Burger is amazing, as you can see, because she is just amazing at her job. She is the best person I have ever met. I first put my win in the boxing match due to me being so bad at everything. And Mr. Ed Bad, I never bring a car in ever again. Bye-bye. That was a weird voicemail from Andy. I think I think these people just they called so many times thinking that they just they get the final voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, my cat has been waking me up by biting my nose in order for me to feed her. It's very effective. So this morning, I tried to do the same thing to my girlfriend Bambi. It was far less effective. <laughs> no cheeseburger was bestowed upon me. Yep. He's learning things. Oh, we got one more here from it. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Sage, you'll always be wrong. Uh, I had to be sure to get that music stinger in there. Uh, oh, we're down to like the last five. Here's what I don't get. Why are you so bad at your show? I've left 
six voicemails so far, and it's very difficult to do. Like, everybody else is doing so much work, and you're just over here forgetting what to do, forgetting your issues, and everybody else has to do your issues for you. Like, is everybody in the Discord just, you know, telling you all the issues, like, 30 minutes before you start recording? Is this actually how you do it? I'm not sure. It kind of feels like it because you're kind of bad. Because you're not good because you're bad. That, that was like a WATP <laughs> review, but aimed at us. All right. This is, I think, the final update about Mr. Ed. Actually, it's showing me that I have, yeah. Here's what I don't get, Mr. Ed. <laughs> it's really not that good of a show. I have no idea how it made it six seasons. Do you realize in season six, <laughs> no, more people, <laughs> multiple episodes, Ed and Wilbur are secret agents. <laughs> uh, I hate you, Andy. Because of you, I watched this series from beginning. <laughs> no one asked you to do that. I will never forgive you. Uh, I will never financially recover from uh, Where do you even fucking watch no Mr. Ed? It's 2022. It used to be on yeah. TV land. I know that. I don't know where the fuck it is now. Oh, shit. Congrats on 300, and thanks for all the years of fun and uh, entertainment that you made. I'd really love to see something with you guys go on in some form. I wouldn't much like it if y'all disappeared forever. Uh, thanks for everything. I don't appreciate the company of people who wear tiny hats. How about you two? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, I'm just going to go back and play this audio that Andy sent us earlier. Helpjews.org. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got to say, small hatted people that wear small hats kind of... Uh, don't seem to be putting as much good into the world as they're taking out of it. That's, uh, I'll phrase it that way. Oh, shit. We got a, we got a new one. Hey, this is for the guy listening to the show live uh, who complained about Dave and I's uh, feud uh, ending the way it did. I absolutely agree. And I, and, uh, but don't worry. The feud's going to go on behind the scenes, behind the show. Don't worry. There's more to come. Oh, there's more to come. All right. I uh, got, I oh, got another one here. There we go. <laughs> I heard your panty shit derivative podcast is getting canceled. I fucking win again. You got 300 weeks in a row and then you fucking flip up and chase the show. You're a loser. Just nothing but victories and friend letter days for me, for you on out. Here on out is nothing but blue skies and clear ocean waters and fuck you in your mouth. I fucking defend you. Your fucking podcast sucks. And now Dick Mathis is next. Yeah, I'm the winner. I'm so fucking great at this shit. Fuck you. Um, that gets a win. He's taking out a major competitor. Uh, I, but actually, I have bad news for Mad Cucks. Um, so we're going to continue the show. We're going to change the format slightly. Um, instead of it being me and Tim every week, it's going to be me and a rotation of hosts. It's probably going to be a shorter show. And um, not to be one to say, like, look, we're going to keep the, the show limping on. 
Um, but like clearly a lot of people enjoy the show. I enjoy doing the show. Uh, it's just, it's just a huge time yeah. sink for a lot of people. So I'm trying to streamline the show length and also not take advantage of everybody, anybody's time. So I'm going to tell you right now, next week, Joel Chaco and I are going to do an episode and then I'll, I'll announce the rotation of hosts, but this is not, this is not the true end. This is just the end yeah. of this season, basically. Uh, the more I got to thinking about it over the past couple of weeks, the more I was, I was torn. Like I've gone back and forth several times about like, let's end it. Let's, you know, not let it limp on. And then it's like, now nah, we can keep doing it. I could do it by myself. Can't that, that, that wasn't really working. Um, <clears throat> and then I talked to some people and, you know, kind of came to this idea of, of maybe cutting the show in half one issue each and visiting with more people. And that way everybody's only ever doing, you know, two hours a month instead of, you know, we're, we're doing Eight, ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two hours a week. Uh, and so then most of the stress will be on me to edit and upload. But I think with the new tools we've been using with StreamYard and everything else, there is a chance that there's a, it, yeah. this can be a lot easier for us. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy. People are happy. I didn't want to announce at the beginning of the show, but I did want to announce it before the end. So, Stay tuned on your podcast players. You'll be seeing an episode three of three Oh one. And I also, I'd like to keep the continuously running thing. It, it kind of depends on how things work out. Like there may be, a, there, there may be a time in the future where I just can't find yeah, yeah. an hour to, to do the show in a week. And so we may try and figure out a way for more people to do, uh, to do the show in my absence and keep the streak alive. Or we may just say, Hey, you know, we, we did it for six years uninterrupted. So anyway, if you're, here's what I'm going to ask of anybody who listens to the show, give it 12 weeks. Let us get to the full six year anniversary episode three twelve, And if you hate it, let me know. And we will actually cancel the show. Um, if you're still enjoying it, if you still like the new format, then keep them we'll keep going until it's, uh it's the jason dies, todd basically. yeah yeah so uh oh we got another voicemail here <laughs> they're just pouring in i think someone heard about us not actually canceling the show yep. he must be really devastated Or maybe maybe tornado <laughs> it's, it's, just going it's Wednesday noon. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Or you finally got centering John's attention. Hey, that's why we got to keep the show going. Yep, got to get sued again. Well, so that's it for this week. And until next time, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Jim the Hannah Breaker. Catch you next week. See ya.